0: It's the podcast that keeps you in the loop on all things pop culture, so you can talk about it with your friends. I'm Courtney. And I'm Shannon. I'm Andrew. And we are here this week to give you the pop culture footnotes thank party three. <laughs>
1: <Woo>! <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's our third year doing this, and basically, if you haven't listened to any of the other episodes, I guess any of the other thank party episodes before. Um, basically what we're going to do is we're going to go around and we're going to share things from pop culture that we are grateful for this year. Um, they don't have to be things that are new this year, just new mm-hmm. to us. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. You're going to talk about Jupiter ascending again, aren't you? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> oh, man. See, that's the look on his face that says he wasn't going to, but now he's <laughs> it, I ruined it. No. <laughs>
3: anyway okay. remember when oh that never mind i'm thinking of a different episode oh, i was gonna okay. say remember when our terminator episode was two hours long but that's not the one where you talked about it <laughs>
2: no, it was a shining yeah <clears throat> which also almost ended up being about two hours long because of
0: Still made my point then. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> Hopefully know. this one we're will there. not be two hours long. Um but yeah, just gearing up for uh in the in the States. It's going to be Thanksgiving in a couple of weeks and so yeah, just gearing up for that, getting our gratitude on. <laughs> so uh
2: pretty northern listeners we're about a month late on Thanksgiving stuff, and for that we apologize.
0: <laughs> yep. So let's kick it off. Uh Shannon, do you wanna start? Sure. Do I'll it. Let's start. Um to anyone who knows me in my personal
3: life, this will be an obvious one. But my first thing is Adam Driver. <laughs> um, on social media, I keep using the hashtag, hashtag Year of Adam Driver, because in my life, that that is the truth. Um, I love Adam Driver a lot, but he has done a lot this year. Um... He got his first Oscar on, nomination for Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. He was in lots of good movies. So I saw him at Sundance for the premiere of The Report, um, which is about, like, the it's the torture report about the, I don't yep. know the technical name for it, like, in Iraq, how we've been torturing prisoners. And very mm-hmm. deep, yeah. like... Obviously, kind of perfect movie in some ways, but well then He's awesome in it. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in The Dead Don't Die, which I didn't really care for, but seeing Adam Driver fighting zombies was at least worth the price of admission. With
2: Bill Murray, right? With
3: Bill Murray! <laughs> it's very, like, self-aware of a movie, I don't, which sometimes is funny and sometimes is really strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to see him in New York, where he was performing live on Broadway in Burn This!, um, obviously he will be in The Rise of Skywalker is Kylo Ren. I'm currently listening ah. to a Raylo podcast because I'm yes. a Raylo stan. Yes. I don't think they'll end up together, but I love... What, what podcast them. is this? It's called Halo Raylo* Okay. From okay. one of my favorite critics, Lindsay Romaine. And oh. <laughs> I'm pretty stoked about it. So
2: when that ship inevitably does not happen
3: how is I, how
2: is that podcast going to survive this past the that? thing
3: though I don't like want them to be together because I don't really want Kylo to be redeemed but I like all the sexual tension that is uh, okay. happening all between right. them yes. sure right. <laughs> I want more of that but Great. I don't really want them to be together dude again.
0: ships will live forever in fan fiction and online communities so doesn't matter if they're together
3: Oh, all the, yeah lots of fan fiction look at Harry Draco Oh like, yeah, that is, cool. that
0: is a good thing <laughs>
1: Anyway, um, yeah. yeah
2: don't, okay, okay. Don't give J.K. any ideas, you guys. Like, seriously. She won't like, rewrite
0: the Harry Potter series.
2: No, yeah. They actually end
1: up together.
2: Yeah, there'll be another seven-book series that, about their closeness in the Ministry of Magic and all this kind of stuff.
3: I um... And Adam Driver <laughs> will also be a marriage story, which currently, aside from Little Women, is like the movie I'm most anticipating, which is funny because Noah Back, the director, is dating Greta Gerwick. Oh. So it's going to be like Noah versus Greta in my heart. Um, I already, this movie came out at festivals like months ago, and critics spoiled like a major thing for me, but it's... I don't want to spoil it, but there is something in this film that is so specific to my interests that I am very, very ready to see it.
0: Um, (laughs) Anyway, Adam Driver is great. This is Marriage Story? Yes. Nice. Okay. Cool. Yep. Sweet. Um, Andrew, what have you got? What's one thing that you're grateful for?
2: So, I know it technically came out in 2018, but it was a small release in 2018. got kind of a wider release in 2019, and that's when I saw it, was... Uh, they shall not grow old, which is now, I believe, on HBO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think I talked about it before. I can't remember, but it is a it's a World War One documentary that um, the British I forget it was like a histo- the British Historical Society went to Peter Jackson and gave him all this footage, and they worked together with Peter Jackson to colorize and restore all this footage and i've had a couple of experiences with black and white films this film and it's a wonderful life in particular that have taught me that i can't hang with black and white stuff very well (laughs) like i can uh, not to say that i can't watch it but like it's so much more interesting in color and like it really just kind of brought to life this section of history that for me has been like learning history and kind of growing up and all this kind of stuff, World War One always felt like this, like, preamble to World War Two. Like, that was the main kind of thing. Like, that's what settled international <laughs> politics for 50 years or whatever. But then, like, this kind of, this documentary kind of helped me realize that, like, that's not necessarily like this. It always, it always felt like, oh, they just jumped out of these trenches and killed each other for, you know, four years and they didn't move anywhere. And that's all that happened is all these people got slaughtered. And with this documentary, kind of really helped, kind of I don't know, open my eyes to it. It's it's probably my favorite film that I've seen this year so far, Um, and it's it's really amazing. And you could tell, uh, I know that Courtney is, I know Courtney's kind of warm and cold on Peter Jackson, depending Mm on the film. Um,
0: I only like Lord of the Rings,
2: (laughs) but like you could tell that this was obviously like a labor of love, something that he did, like. Not just like he does he does like kind of a preamble at the beginning, but this is obviously not a Peter Jackson movie. This was like he was doing this for posterity and all this kind of stuff. so um it's really incredible. if you get a chance to see it i I can't recommend it enough. It's great.
0: Cool. All right, I'm gonna go now. So first on my list is Disney Plus.
2: <laughs> no, you can't be thankful for sorry,
1: that. <do>.
0: It has made that much of an impact in it the last what, five days. Listen, okay. I know that Disney being what they are now is not a great thing, and I know that them taking over Fox is like killing creativity in the industry, and et cetera, et cetera. However, I'm really grateful for Disney Plus because there are so many movies that I have wanted to show my kids and rewatch myself for years and haven't been able to find that are now.
1: So readily
0: available, and I think that that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, before we started recording, I told Shannon that the first thing that we watched on Disney Plus, almost the first thing, was The Ugly Dachshund, which is an old like live action movie from the sixties. So
2: <laughs> that was the I first thing that you watched. That is not yes. the first thing I watched. So Th- that's that the true. First the first thing,
0: thing you, watched. you watched was Sleeping Beauty.
2: No first thing i watched was star wars
0: oh that's right on your phone i did he's so excited he can watch star wars on his phone now <laughs> there are so many great things about disney plus so yeah
2: and they're going to fix one of the worst things which is they screwed up the simpsons yes um, that is true They're going to fix you hear that, about next that? Year. No,
0: what they, they changed the aspect ratio it oh. cuts off
2: a ton of visual jokes oh. for the simpsons and it really kind of focuses in and it looks weird like watching it i'm like this is weird and so, but they're going to fix it. Starting in 2020, they're going to fix the aspect ratio so you yeah, can instead actually
0: of see. The full screen format, they change it to wide, theater widescreen format. Oh. So it cuts off.
2: Like so, almost yeah. half the picture. As
1: if,
3: weird though, because so I've been watching Lizzie McGuire, uh-huh. and they've kept it like the TV yeah. aspect ratio. That yeah, I don't pretty understand.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't understand why they did that with The Simpsons. Maybe because they switched to HD halfway through it. Interesting. Like maybe that was a factor. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I mean, They have thirty yeah. seasons of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> they're changing, but like there's one joke that there was one that was going around on Twitter. That was kind of supposed to be very indicative of it, and that was uh, Homer takes a tour of the Duff Beer Brewery, and they're introducing these new products. It's like Duff Light, Duff Raspberry, and like Mm -hmm. it's these three different beers, but up at the top, you can see it's all (laughs) the three spouts are all coming from one main spout. So, So like, it's all the same beer that's getting poured into these three things where they're calling it these three different beers, but that joke is completely lost because of the aspect ratio. And so, people are like, Outraged about it and yeah. all this stuff, so they're changing it. Yeah. So
1: they also
3: made mean. more changes to Star Wars, so that's annoying too. Well, just the one so far.
0: <laughs> McClunky.
3: McClunky.
2: Yeah. McClunky. McClunky. I think.
0: What? <laughs> oh, have you never, oh, you never heard that? Heard that? No, maybe not. Oh, so oh, right before, so Han and yeah. Greedo in the Mos oh, okay. Cantina, right yes. before Han shoots him, Greedo goes McClunky. Don't know okay. why.
2: So, I
3: heard that and hadn't watched it. Yeah. They also changed, though. They took out the Fox fanfare, which growing oh, yeah. up was a big deal to me.
2: Yeah.
3: Putting <laughs> huh. that at the beginning of each Star Wars movie on VHS. H- yeah.
2: <laughs> so apparently, I have I heard this from the Benjamin podcast. Um, they're doing Star Wars uh, right now. Mm-hmm. They said that McClunky is actually apparently something that Sebulba says to Anakin in Phantom Menace. It uh, basically is like, you're finished. It's ease, And it's basically mm-hmm. like, you're finished. And so it's kind of like this symbol. Of, it's supposed to be like... Because it's the whole saga of who shot first and all this kind of stuff. Because in the original theatrical cut, Han shoots Greedo without like any warning. And then in the special edition, they edited in Greedo shooting Han first. And then he shoots. And then in the Blu-ray release, they changed it so that they shoot simultaneously. <laughs> and everyone's just like, just... Just take a grito shot. Just let Han shoot. Like, I don't understand why you're... So then it's like... So now they're including this extra line of dialogue to be like... Basically draw, I guess. To be... A, almost... I don't know. Just like... Just let I don't Han know why. First. I don't know why they just keep adding on. It's like... It's like, no, 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 no. no. I, I, I just I just want this. Oh, so you want whipped cream on top of it. No, I just want the ice cream. Okay, well you want a cherry on top of it. No, I don't. I just want the ice cream. And they just keep adding stuff like, wait, is this what you want? Like, no.
0: Stop to make it, touching it. They're trying yes. to make it so Han's not a bad guy. But like here's the thing, that's part of his charm, is <laughs> that he, he plays by his own rules. Yeah. He's a renegade.
2: Anyway, it's yeah, mm-hmm. so they added that in so it <laughs> does it does affect commentaries that people have recorded and left for it because it's like an extra like couple seconds. Yeah. So um,
1: Yep.
0: Alright, moving on. Shannon, what have you got? Yeah, um, so this
3: is kind of a category. <laughs> I find it now that we do meet at the weekend, since we've done two think parties, I've found it difficult, like, to find new things. I tend to like the same things over and over yeah. again. Mm-hmm. So I did a category that is pop culture that stuck the landing this year. Nice. So kind of might lead up to that. So we've talked about, I have not seen Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> People seem very disappointed by the ending of Game of Thrones. <laughs> My parents, on a similar note, um, watch a lot of Big Bang Theory, and that also ended this year, and they were not thrilled at the ending. <laughs> so both of those things made me feel especially grateful that all the things I care about ended <laughs> incredibly well. Um, so just on the list... I mean, the big one is Avengers Endgame. Mm. Um, it gets criticism for being kind of um, like catering to the fans, but... I mean, I cried that entire movie (laughs) and was really impacted by it, particularly, I mean, I guess spoiler if you have not seen this movie yet, apparently you have because it made so much money, but (laughs) um, the part with Thor and him working through kind of the trauma of losing everyone close to him and failing to kill Thanos Mm -hmm. and the part where he gets his hammer back and says, I'm still worthy. I mean, just really gets me, but there are so many like moments in that movie that feel really rewarding because of all of the <laughs> um the 21 films that came before it and all the time we had invested in that series yeah um I think every year we've done this I've talked about Gracie Ann's girlfriend French but um it had its last season and similarly um I mean I guess if you haven't watched it by now I can spoil it because you're not gonna watch it but um I Courtney have you seen them do it no oh okay i am I going will, to watch it I spoil <laughs> i'm won't
0: sorry for you how about i just i'll just plug my ears go ahead i mean it
3: just to put it the whole thing is based on her moving across the country for a man and she does not end up with a man the show becomes more about her finding herself rather than finding a lover um
1: which we can. that doesn't feel like a spoiler i mean we
2: got <laughs> I mean, to that point but season a little three bit, anyway if
3: if you've watched the last few episodes it's a little bit of a spoiler but um just rebecca working through her mental illness meant a lot to me and just for that show to end where it was really impactful I've talked a lot about Fleabag, so I won't talk about it again, (laughs) but I love it so much, especially um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's confessional speech to Hot Priest. Um, And I have a feeling, I mean, the last episode of The Good Place was so strong and where it's going, I'm so excited about that we have like three more episodes left, so I'm crossing my fingers, that'll be good. Then we have Rise of Skywalker, (laughs) which I'm more hesitant about, but there's just a lot of good.
0: Endings. Yeah, this year, for sure. So. Yep. Cool. Andrew, what have you got now? Another one. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this <laughs> is what it's gonna be like the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's,
2: it's gonna be a surprise every time it comes back around to me. I'm like, Wait, I'm sorry, what? I'm gonna get some grief from Shannon about this. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> because she's giving me grief every time I've talked about it. I'm thankful for Godzilla King of the Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> True. I know. I haven't I know.
3: seen it. I really shouldn't be saying anything <laughs> until I see it.
2: Well, here's here's why I'm thankful for it. It's I understand it's not good. Like I, I do. I know it's not a great film. It's been we've owned. My parents have owned it for months now, and we haven't. Courtney and I haven't watched it. Um, it's, but it was getting back to the heart of kaiju films. That I loved as a kid. And I'm glad that it it went back to that. Rather than like... I, I really like Gareth Edwards Godzilla from 2014. Um, I kind of like Kong Skull Island from <laughs> 2017. Um, but it was just like... It was just what I wanted from a kaiju film, which was kaiju fighting. Like, that's what I wanted. I didn't want boring human stuff. Like... Every Kaiju film you have to have humans kind of tying the plot together because the Kaiju don't talk and everything so they're a necessary element within it to move the plot along. but I but also I prefer watching dinosaurs fight. <laughs> like that's kind of what I want to see and that's what I got. I got a lot of dinosaur fights and that's what I wanted. So like for me, I'm thankful that that existed and it wasn't just like a, oh, we're gonna follow this really emotional journey of the humans while these monsters are fighting. It's like, okay, but I just want to watch monsters fight. Like, there is kind of a, like, that is how you do, like, giant monster films now is you have to focus on humans and all this kind of stuff and the human element and everything like that. But this was, like, I don't know, this felt like a good old classic, like, bad kaiju film hmm. that I just really enjoyed. So I'm i i am excited for Kong versus Godzilla coming up this year. Um... In twenty twenty. Um but I really I enjoyed King of the Monsters.
0: Nice. Um, next up on my list is My Chemical Romance, which is really (laughs) dated. But um Which is new to you this year? Yeah, pretty much. Like I'd heard of them before and I've probably heard some of their songs, but um yeah, no, like so i at at my work (coughs) on my team. We have a playlist that we do where every week we have a different theme.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so at the end of the week, we like clear it out and we have a new theme and everybody adds three songs. And so, um, I was introduced to Welcome to the Black Parade for the first time this year by My Chemical Romance. How did you avoid that? I don't out, right? I don't know. Like, I've heard that song so many times. I know. Yeah, teenagers, yeah. <laughs> or, I, well, you from, heard it. <laughs> from
2: that, well, from that album, teenagers and dead, and Welcome to the Black. Like, there's yeah. amazing songs on that album. Yeah, that
0: album. and I hadn't heard them, and so somebody shared Welcome to the Black Parade. I think it was actually my friend, my editor, Laura. So shout out to Laura. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she shared Welcome to the Black Parade a couple times this past year, and I love it like i love that mm-hmm. song and just actually a couple weeks ago i kind of when i find a new thing that i love i tend to get a little bit obsessive over it for a little while mm-hmm. so for like two days straight i just played it on repeat i was watching the music video which by the way it's totally my aesthetic and i love it <laughs> um 2004
2: yeah. era my chemical romance is your aesthetic huh?
0: listen that movie or that music video is like it's like they they're all kind of like Pale and no, they're wearing no, the, a, the marching aware. band uniform. I was, I was,
2: a, I was. Email, I was an email kid in 2005. I am fully aware. You're of fully aware.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah. So um, and then after I kind of surfaced from the couple days of obsession over the one song, I started listening to their other stuff and I really like it. So yeah,
2: you're gonna love that. I just added "All I Want for Christmas Is You" by My Chemical Romance ah! to my to my Christmas ah! playlist.
0: Nice! <laughs> I
2: to hear it. Yes, it's oh, incredible. oh my gosh.
0: He should share the Christmas playlist that he has with you because he just finds covers of things that are uh-huh. really, really. I find good.
2: originals too. You my one of my favorites ones. is Dropkick Murphy's original, uh, "The Seasons Upon Us." Um, because they talk about how horrible their family is, and they wish they didn't have family <laughs> a, uh, around the holidays because they suck, and like how terrible everybody is. And stuff. Like, Andrew doesn't
0: know. feel that way about his family. But... I don't feel
2: that way about my family, but I love the song, and I love the Dropkick Murphy. So
0: have you have
3: you heard? I think David Archuleta has a cover of my favorite Christmas. Uh, okay, maybe not my favorite Christmas song, but um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays from Vince. Did
1: video? And, right. and, oh, so and Lance Bass are both uh, in it. Oh, my gosh. Awesome.
3: Christmas his. I don't normally like Christmas early, like this early, but yeah. this year it's kind of been unavoidable.
2: See, that so. that's for me is why I made this playlist, is I can't handle two months yeah. of Frank Sinatra or Michael, Michael Buble. Buble. Yep. I can't handle that. Um, so, I have this playlist that I listen to for the majority of November and like into the early part of December before I can be like, okay, now let's start listening <laughs> to the more traditional stuff. Because this stuff is all like, um, it's got Newfound Glory, Blink 182. Um, who else is on the playlist? Oh, Courtney's favorite Mercy Me has mm-hmm. a couple songs that we get in there. Um, uh, Reliant K has a has like an entire Christmas album that I, uh, I'm obsessed with. Um, so yeah, I, that's how I get through with, I'm like, oh, I'm listening to Christmas music, but not really, because it's like, I had, I had this album that's not on Spotify that I found at a tower records before they closed down, mm-hmm. um, years ago. And it's all these punk rock bands with different music or different songs. A lot of them are originals. One of them is I saw daddy kissing Santa Claus. And, and it, it talks about, um, I guess that my dad's much further in the closet than my toys, <laughs> and it was like it's such an amazing oh line it was i love that song and i can't find it on spotify and i'm crushed but i, I still have the album so i can listen to it when i find a cd player somewhere <laughs>
0: yep oh my gosh so much <laughs> all right what have you got shannon
3: yeah um i think my next one is going to be a uh, comedian demi uh, a I think I pronounced it right I tried really hard I had to write down how to pronounce it um I sh- shared the video of him doing the like rejected song from Ready Player One like i oh, yeah, shared yeah. that with you guys oh. the other week but um so he I was introduced to him through the podcast Gilmore Guys which is Demi and Kevin watching every episode of Gilmore Girls and getting their take on it Um, but since I've followed Demi on Twitter and he just has so many good bits and is a lover of musicals, especially, um, I, so there are three this year. So he, one of them, he's kind of known for these like end credit songs or like rejected songs from, um, movies. And one of them, so he did like an end credit song to Green Book after it won the Oscar. (laughs) Demi is black. And so he was kind of mocking like how this. The movie tries to say, oh, we solved racism, and, but it didn't really, and there's a line in it that's like, I'm no longer racist, we can be friends. <laughs> and I find myself singing this, and I'm like, that is so inappropriate, but in the context <laughs> of this song, is very funny. Um, he does a bit every year where, so you know the song September from Earth, Wind, and Fire? That yes. Oh, is um, that him? He, yeah, so he does every year on September 21st because it's do you remember the 21st night of September? He does like he has shirts that say September 21st, that's today. And he like ups and ups his game every year. <laughs> um, this year he kind of pops out of a fridge. Yes, <laughs> I he love has, that video. Like, a little like cuz a mariachi band plays yes. yeah <laughs> um so that bit's really good and he
2: kept changing the lyrics so that it was only the 21st night of September yes. like <laughs> over and over and over again 21st yes
3: it brings me such joy um i did realize he,
2: i was the same guy because that i love that What i i showed my parents yeah. and all i love that
3: he has so many good bits and yeah. then he's also got one where so the theme song to succession that's another thing i'm grateful for this year <laughs> yeah. nicholas vertel's soundtrack for succession is so good um but he redid the song to give word to like add words to it and it's like the whole thing is these children. They're trying to get their father's approval so they can take over his company. The Whole thing is like, "Who will Daddy kiss?" And he like <laughs> does all things. So it's got words to it. Um, it's so funny. So he's great. Look him up. He's Electro nice. Lemon on Twitter.
0: Okay, Andrew.
2: Um, Surprise, it's your turn (laughs) again. You have to come up with another thing you like this year. I was actually preparing for it, though. (laughs) Um, So, kind of in the same vein of comedians, um, I was introduced to Nate Bargatze this year. Yeah. Um, He has a stand-up special on Netflix called The Tennessee Kid. Um, He was in the Netflix special The Stand-Ups, where they did, like, half-hour sets. Um, He's just... He's got one of... uh, one of my favorite things that like stand-up comedians do because there's different styles of stand-up comedians my the fav- the thing about him is that he does the super it's super deadpan so like he talks about like seeing a dead horse on the road and then he starts th- thinking about like well how do you ever move a dead horse and he's like so do you like call your buddies up and it's like oh yeah my wife kicked me out i need you to help me move some stuff and then they show up and they see the dead horse in the front yard. Like, he goes, see it. He goes, and I but they—they they think. I don't think he got divorced at all. I think we're gonna have to move that dead horse. But like, but like he's talking about these just like absurd scenarios, but just so deadpan and serious that it's just that it just. So yeah, his uh, his stuff is really funny. He's been he's been on he's been in the the um, comic circle for a while. Um, but I w- found his stuff this year, and it is, it's really, if you're looking for a good um, stand-up comedian and kind of some good stuff, because he's been on Fallon and mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of stuff before, he's hes really pretty good, so.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, since this is apparently the comedian round, <laughs> um, <You're
2: gonna laughs> so steal
0: we one. could have categories.
3: You, you're
2: going to steal <laughs>
0: one from me, aren't you? Probably. I'm grateful for James A. Castor. There it is. Yep. <laughs> Um, so James A. Castor, we discovered him because, um, Andrew's dad subscribed to Britbox and he and Andrew's dad and his sister both went to England for like a week this went, last year for work. They London
1: and... and um, uh, they were yeah.
0: watching a lot of British TV in the evenings and they came back and they were like, we have to show you this show and it's this game show called What I Lie to You. And it's, yeah, it's basically a bunch of comedians and celebrities who like... They have a card, and they read from the card, and it's either, a true, it's either true or it's a lie, and they have to like basically give details about this fact of their life and tell the story behind it, and then they, the other team has to guess whether it's true or a lie. So James Acaster has been on it a couple of times, so we started watching some of that show and... We just were like he is so funny <laughs> he is hilarious he looks like he looks like sylvester stallone like a young sylvester stallone but with like really curly hair on top
2: see she says that i don't see it personally
0: <laughs> i don't know it's, it's the glare like that hair. he gives yeah I'll, you know Cause I'll... he here's his like what i think makes him funny is he just like kind of glares at the audience every time they laugh like it's in the eyes yeah I
3: can, from certain angles i can see what she means yeah
0: like, but anyway. Look at this picture and tell me he doesn't have a little bit of a uh, Yeah. He guess, does. He does. I don't know. Anyway, so younger, he he looks like he could be like Sylvester shiffle. Stallone's kid, I would say. More anyway. than Milo
2: Ventimiglia, because that's what happened.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, wasn't that, wasn't Milo's, was cuter than this guy. Wasn't that the no plot, plot of Rocky was
2: Six? Day-caster. Wasn't that Rocky yeah. Six was Milo yeah. Ventimiglia was Milo's Rocky's kid? kid. I didn't yeah. know you were I was I was. Confused. We did a Rocky episode. I was confused because I remember in like the early or the mid 2000s, I was watching because I loved heroes and I was watching Milo Ventimiglia and he was cast um, in the World War Z um, movie that was going to happen. Really? He was yeah. supposed to be Brad Pitt's character and then he got replaced by Bla- Brad Pitt. I but mean, that was but that was before the uh, movie underwent like a lot of changes, of changes from the source material. Yeah. So I keep forgetting that. Because then I was like, oh, he's also cast in Rocky. And World War Z. And, and like I get confused in my head. I'm like, wait, was he actually in Rocky? Or am I thinking of something else? So yeah. in Rocky.
1: They, they should
3: know.
2: make World War Z into a TV show and
0: make it closer to the source yes, of the That yeah, would be amazing. That. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. I no, fine. Uh, but yeah, James A. Caster, um, so he actually has a four-part comedy special on Netflix. It's like, each part is like an hour long. And we've watched... A, like half of it. We haven't finished it yet. But even the bits that we've watched, A, it is so funny. <laughs> so funny. But also, he gets really personal and kind of deep. And it's like really meaningful as well. And that's my that. favorite kind of comedy. He's yep. he's great. We so, need yeah. watch
2: Gary Goldman's special on HBO. Apparently that's very similar.
0: Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Yay. You're up, Shannon. <laughs> that's me.
3: Um go with some music stuff so this is it came out I think this summer but it was a recent one for me I so Taylor Swift had a tiny desk concert from NPR which made me go and like look up other tiny desk concerts and my favorite they put out this year is Lizzo's um I think Lizzo like his just kind of come out onto the scene this year, mm-hmm. like I know we've heard her before, but, um, she's become like quite, quite a big artist, but her Tiny Desk Concert is so good, and I just love her, I love her music, but she's, the whole thing with her is like feeling positive about yourself and self-love, and I just really appreciate appreciate the message that she has. Um, she's got this song called Soulmate <laughs> that's like... I'm my own soulmate. May, I know how to love me. And like, you don't need a man because you know you're good enough for yourself. And anyway, um so she does, I guess they're not acoustic versions, but kind of stripped down versions of some of her songs at this tiny desk concert. But at the end of it, you know, it so many people came out and they kind of showed the audience and she's super popular and everyone's cheering for and she says something to the extent of like if you love me this much just remember you can love yourselves that much Mm. and something about it just I'm gonna cry right now like something about her saying that like really got me because I'm really passionate about a lot of things in my life but um yeah I'm not always good at appreciating myself and my um like strengths and so yeah that just Really got me that she kind of turns like people's enthusiasm for her back on them,
2: and mm-hmm. yeah, it's really sweet. Yeah, Lizzo's great. That's great. Um, all right, I need to bring up my list here. Um, <laughs> he's surprised again. No, I'm not surprised. I was just trying <laughs> to think of, now, I, I know, I was trying to think of <laughs> some things, and I have to edit away this because you took one of them. Awesome. Um, so I guess I'll go, uh, to uh, I'll, I'll pivot a little bit to video games here. Um, back in September, uh, a game came out that I immediately had to download. Uh, <laughs> called the Untitled Goose Game. Yep. And it is an from an indie studio. Um, I don't remember House where. House. House House. That's right. Um, uh, Australia, I believe, New Zealand, I don't something know. like that. Because they at the end they put in like a note <laughs> about how uh about the uh, Aboriginal people and all this kind of mm, stuff yeah. and kind of shout it out. uh, to them at the end of the game but it's this goose where you are just a goose that honks and messes people's days up like (laughs) it's only a couple hours long um, but the entertainment that you can get from it is incredible it's one of those games that like video games are such especially this year they're in such flux there's so many people yelling and screaming about dumb things about video games and like video game developers are like well video gamers want this and they want this but then it's like at the end of the day, this was maybe the most like universally beloved game so far this year, where you're just a goose just honking <laughs> at people, yep. and it's like this is what video gamers want. I'm a goose honk honk, and like <laughs> like there's something uh, like there's something elemental about tripping a into a puddle that it's just you're like you, you're, you, you tie you untie his shoes and you steal his glasses and then you honk and he falls into a puddle and you're just like yes eat it and it's like it's just something i don't want to say pure because you are an evil goose <laughs> like it's it, you are doing some chaotic evil stuff um but it's just like but
0: we don't need like We don't need to be shooting people or like solving really complex puzzles even like just to have a good time.
2: It's just, yeah, it's just this fun little, the art style is so simple, but beautiful. And and it's so easy to
0: play. I mean, we've talked on this podcast about how (laughs) I cannot play video games. I played this game. I love it. So almost to completion. Yes, you <laughs> definitely to, should.
2: Almost to completion. Um, and no, like, to
0: completion. I finished
2: it. Did you, well, you haven't finished all the separate well, tasks. Well, no, I haven't finished all the extra tests. That's completion, man. Come <laughs> on. Don't test the video game, man. Bye. Um, But there is a YouTube channel out there, The Completionist. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did complete it. It only took him like seven hours or something like that to complete it. But it includes like you have to finish all the tasks in the first area okay within six minutes and stuff like that so like there's some speed elements to it if you want to get like the final ending of it but it's really it's really incredible the amount of joy and the memes that have sprouted up from it (laughs) from just this like it's like 20 dollars and it's like it's just this pure experience of just being a goose (laughs) And you and you, you terrorize people, you steal their stuff, and it's just like, ah, this is just this is just amazing. Yeah. So I'm very grateful that something like that came out, and I'm also super grateful for the huge amount of support it got because there's so many AAA video games and all this kind of stuff that come out that dominate like um, advertising. Like right now, Jedi Fallen Order has a ton of advertising out there. Gears Five has a ton of advertising and all this kind of stuff. But this is just such a, I don't know, just such a pure game that, like, everybody on Twitter, on gaming Twitter, t- loves it and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm glad that it got also very popular, because it's, it's worth it.
0: Yep. Cool. Um, next up for me is His Dark Materials. Um, I read the books, and I started watching this show on <coughs> HBO. It has two episodes that are out as of this recording. Um, I'm really grateful for this series that I overlooked for a long time because I saw the first Golden Compass movie and wasn't super impressed. Um, so I'm really glad that, A, we we decided to circle back to that on this podcast and that that forced me to read the books because the books were really, really great. Like, I, I just genuinely and sincerely loved them. Um, they got me thinking and, like philosophically about life and the human experience and and like religion and god and those are things that like i don't really get the chance to contemplate that deeply on a regular basis so i was grateful for that and i'm grateful for the show because it's so far is very good in my opinion that's all that's all i have for that is
3: lynn on it yet no
0: not yet. okay no not yet in
3: when he's <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yeah i need to i need to jump on with that
0: i'm hoping that lynn is good in this
3: hbo has i watched so much hbo this year i don't think
0: yeah hbo is really uh really good i it like it's
3: good shows but lots of good documentaries too
0: yeah so. yep so cool for me it's you um
3: okay from this list i'm trying to think of what <laughs> i most want to like expand on um I'm going to talk about the film Midsummer, <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: which is Woo! like a very
3: strange. I think this is the year I decided I like horror movies, <laughs> <laughs> which is a shock to me because for the longest time I like all sorts of film. When people try to tell me, "Oh, what kind of films do you like best, or what's your favorite?" It's hard for me to answer that. I love film, but like I just like a variety of stuff, so it's really hard. Um, horror used to be the thing I shut out, but there's so much good psychological horror out there now that I'm really enjoying it. Um Midsummer is from Ari Aster who did Hereditary, which was another really really good horror film. Um this one is about a couple who goes to Sweden with some friends. One of the friends is like he's taking them back to his hometown. Um and in short, it ends up being well they're going for their midsummer um celebration but it ends up being kind of this like cult sort of thing going on <laughs> um the first time I saw this film I was kind of shocked by it um I almost walked out of the theater at one point because it was very graphic um both as far as like graphic violence and graphic nudity and I was just really disturbed by a lot of it which is true um but for some reason they so they released an extended director's cut and i went back (laughs) um (laughs) because i think even after i saw it the first time i was like there's just i kept thinking about it and what it means and when it comes down to it the film is actually about um Danny, Florence Pugh, and Christian, played by Jack Rayner, who was supposed to, was in the running to be Han Solo and Solo, and he should have gotten it, because he's really great. But anyway, um, but two of them are a couple that have been kind of on the rocks, and this whole situation just highlights, like, how kind of sneakily, emotionally abusive, um, Christian is to Danny, and if anyone's ever been in a relationship like this, there's, A certain thing, no, I won't throw people under the bus, but something about this in particular that, like, really made this hit home for me. But I went back for this extended one and they added an additional scene between the two of them, and it's just, um, and Ari Aster has said, like, he got out of a bad relationship, made this film, and now he feels better. I don't really want to ruin the end of the film, but it's pretty graphic. And if you've had an ex that you're upset at, which I have had, it's very cathartic. Um, but I love that he was able to take something that we all feel pretty universally, which is, you know, being in a bad relationship that you want to get out of, but don't know how to, or someone who just, will not commit and turn it into a horror film <laughs> about mm.
0: pagan Swedish people. Um, <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> Thanks. All right, Andrew.
2: Um, so I'm going to stick with gaming-adjacent stuff um, with mine, and uh, I'm going to go with um, Game Grumps, which is something that I've discovered this year. Um, they've been around for years and years and years, uh, but it's something new to me. <clears throat> um, it is uh, these two guys, Aaron, uh, Eagle Raptor Hansen, and Dan Avidan, who's also part of uh, the group called Ninja Sex Party um, with his uh, with his alter ego Danny Sexbang. Um, and they just comment on they play video games and comment on them. and it's just it's just pure fun, really. <laughs> like, they have a huge backlog of games. So obviously, they've been doing this for years, so I've been able to go back and kind of cherry-pick playthroughs that I like to watch them play. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of... It's just these two guys that are good friends and funny guys just hanging out and laughing at good games, laughing at bad games. Um, they play played the notoriously terrible uh, Zelda CDI games, um, which was a delight to watch with that. They have a huge community that animates uh, their funniest kind of moments and stuff like that they put it to animation and all this kind of stuff so yeah so it's just it's a lot of fun good way to I, I like I like watching let's plays on YouTube and stuff that allows me to be a part of a video game kind of culture without necessarily having the time myself to be able to do it I can have it on while I'm working or have it on while I'm making dinner or something like that still feel like I'm part of the conversation but not actually have the time to play them myself. And these guys uh, are some of the most entertaining guys to to be doing it. So
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. Um, so I wanted to express gratitude for something that might be a little bit controversial-ish.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Um, and that is, I am grateful for... The Lion King, the live action oh, Lion King, Oh,
1: Courtney. but
0: specifically not the movie so much, but I'm specifically grateful for the technology behind that movie. Um,
1: okay. Whatever
0: you want to say about the Lion King, <laughs> Te- technically it is a gorgeous movie. Like it's gorgeous and it's amazing that it's all CGI. Um, and the... I, I'm really grateful for John Favreau kind of thinking through like basically he he created all of these completely virtual worlds, completely virtual characters, had them acting within those worlds, and he like so they actually I don't know if you heard this Shannon, but they like put VR, they put the mm-hmm. whole world in VR. Yep. So they were actually like scouting locations in VR, like with the head headsets on. And then they had digital cameras and they actually moved them with the VR headsets on. So it was like traditional cinematography but it was all virtual. And I think that's really, really cool. <laughs> um, and I think it really shows in the finished product of the movie. Like it honestly was not like an amazing movie but techni- like technically it is gorgeous. So yeah. I think that's really nice. cool. It opens <laughs> up a lot of doors for like <laughs> things that we could do in the future. Like thinking about like how much better would the Star Wars prequels have been if we had had this level of CGI technology? So. Well, I don't like sand. That's huh? very true. Huh?
2: I don't like sand. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I
3: think, I mean, I don't want to be <laughs> like Martin Scorsese. who <laughs> seems uh, to be <laughs> like very averse to any change in cinema. I think something like Star Wars, I think, is a really good use of that technology. Yeah. I just also worry about people getting lazy and yeah i mean it's not lazy because obviously there's a whole lot of work that goes into that sort of cgi but i also i don't know i just i really like practical effects i love practical so i still want stuff like that and seeing filmmakers get really creative
0: i mean but it opens up a whole lot of possibilities for like sci-fi and yeah like things where You have this vision of how it's supposed to look and there's no way that you can capture it like using practical effects. So,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree with you, though.
3: (laughs) I think... Have you heard about the James Dean (laughs) thing, too? No. I think all of this technology worries me to some extent. They've said there's a film where they... Because, like, CGI has gotten so good, they're going to put James Dean in a movie. Hmm. And I'm like, well, he's passed away. Like yeah. we should not be putting deceased actors back into films. Agreed. I don't know. There's a lot of like ethical yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. But yes, Lion King is beautiful. That opening mm-hmm. scene did make me cry. Yeah. So it it yes. has its merits. That's totally fair. <laughs> um I will talk about um a movie distributor called Leon. Um this will lead into me talking about my favorite film of the year thus far um but neon is so i remember at sundance about like two and a half years ago it was in 2017 where i saw the movie colossal we've talked about with anne hathaway in a kind of kaiju like send up sort of movie um but that was the first film that neon put out and i remember like i was at a volunteer screening and the people in the film were like This is the first time you will see this Neon logo, so we're going to be super excited about it, even though it's a logo, because it's like the first time it's out, and everyone cheered. And now, um, so Neon's been around like two years, but this year they put out some of my very favorite films, and they do kind of this more like indie stuff, but I just think it's cool when we have, you know, like Disney (laughs) that seems to be taking over the world and produces some of the biggest movies in the world that neon is putting out um like some of these smaller films that i've really really loved this year um which includes Vox lux is technically end of last year but it's natalie portman is a pop star and i discovered that this year and it it's the weirdest and most wonderful thing um (laughs) apollo 11 which you talk about documentary about um, the moon landing loose um which has naomi watts and octavia spencer and is this kind of um i can't even explain that film but is so um there aren't many films that are just kind of ambiguous and don't give you exact answers for the ending but let you kind of interpret who you think is right which characters are bad or good or somewhere in between um and i really appreciated that and this leads into they also distributed my favorite film thus far which is parasite um, which is a South Korean film from, um, director Bong Joon-ho, who, um, Americans probably know from Ocha and, uh, Snowpiercer. Um, this film's in Korean. I didn't want to talk about it in too much depth, because you really can't say anything without ruining it. <laughs> um, like, you want to go into it as, like, knowing nothing um but that film just surprised me and it's over two hours long which there have been a lot of films i've (laughs) this year that are but i usually appreciate a shorter more concise film but this one just at every point just gripped me um it's really about social class and these two a um, really well-off wealthy family and a family that's kind of struggling in that regard and i won't say more than that but everyone should see that film <clears throat> it's great <laughs> <laughs> really
0: surprising and riveting yes. so yep cool andrew what do we got
2: um <clears throat> so i'm gonna go to this is gonna be interesting um, mm-hmm. a twitter account that i started following this year that is uh, relatively new um, it is called Soviet soldiers dancing. Oh my and god! It is. Oh boy. It's and it is, so great. It is a collection of this. This person on Twitter has found. He's got a backup Twitter account because Twitter keeps threatening to shut him down. Um, but he has taken these Soviet, like these guys in full Soviet uniforms, dancing with like the. Doing like the traditional kind of like the bent down on the legs and kicking out and stuff like that, but also like the high steps and ballet and all this kind of stuff. And he synced it up to modern music. Um, so like um, uh, he did Eminem's uh, uh, "My My Name Is," and that was synced up. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up to see his most recent ones um, because it's really just like. Uh, <clears throat>
0: Hilarious. Uh, nothing's hilarious.
2: Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship, Candy Shop by 50 Cent, <laughs> Mr. Brightside by The Killers, um, <laughs> American Boy, Estelle featuring Kanye, mm-hmm. Fireflies from Owl City. So you can... I'm not going to play the music, but I can show Shannon. I know. Her. It's, it's like I'm <laughs> looking it up and I want
1: to watch one of them now. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: funny. So yeah, it's just like this... I, like, I don't know how we first started doing it, but it matches up and it's just... Every time it pops up in my Twitter feed, I'm just like, oh, this is fun. Like, it's just kind of one of those things. Like, Twitter's a horrible place. And so to have somebody that just, like, it's just unabashed joy. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, it's not like, ooh. It's just like these Soviet soldiers just dancing and kicking their legs out and over, like, modern pop music. is fantastic.
1: Yeah. That's
0: awesome. Um, okay, so mine <laughs> is I wanted to express gratitude for John Oliver and Last Week Tonight. Um, I feel like in today's current climate, um, there's there's so much confusion and so much vitriol and so much like um, skewing of the truth to fit your own agenda that um, it's hard to it, you get exhausted, right? It's hard to know who to trust. And one thing that I really appreciate about John Oliver is that he First of all, all of his, um, segments that he does are so thoroughly and well-researched and well-crafted and presented. Um, I, I, like, I really appreciate that because it's like, okay, this is legit. I can trust this person. Um, which is refreshing, but also just like, it's just nice to have somebody who is a voice of reason and sanity in (laughs) what is a very insane world right now. So yeah.
3: Thanks, John Oliver. <laughs> I want everyone in Utah to see his MLM one. I know that's yes. not a recent one, but... <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was just cheering my yes! kids. Yes! <laughs> <Rache>! Great! <laughs> yep. Um, I have
2: I have had We Are In A Dimmer Rip stuck in my head from that episode for about a week now, and I don't know where it came from, but all I can think of is, we are in a dimmer rip! And I'm just like, thanks, John Oliver. stuck <laughs> in my head, so... <laughs>
1: yep.
3: Alright, should we do one more round? I was going to say, at some point should we do like a lightning round?
1: Because <laughs> I
0: have a bunch of... I don't have any that need to be in depth, but I have a bunch of like shorter... Go ahead and just do them all, because I've only got one more. Okay.
3: Well, I don't <laughs> want to do them all. Okay, I'll do them really quickly.
0: Okay. Um,
3: The song The Bones from Marin Morris, particularly her version with Hosier. The rock soundtrack, mm-hmm. and Terran for Tim... Much to my chagrin, probably won't win an Oscar, but he should because he was so much better at it than, oh, what's his Rami Malek. Thank you. <laughs> Rami Malek.
2: Mr. <Mala>. Mr. Robots. <laughs>
3: yes. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal's press tour for Spider-Man Far From Home, when especially became, when he talks about how much he loved Sean Paul, because that was a delight.
2: But it became apparent that he had, ne- he had never seen another Marvel movie. <laughs> that was my favorite part of that was when... He was, he was sitting there Have you seen that? He sitting next to Tom Holland It was like on Twitch or something They were doing some like live stream And so he's sitting there with Tom Holland And they're all What's your favorite uh, Marvel movie Other than the one you're in? And Tom Holland's sitting there <laughs> looking And Jake J- J- is just kind of like You can almost see like his eyes Just kind of widening a little bit And then Tom Holland goes Thor Ragnarok He goes yeah I was going to say that and Thor Ragnarok totally went, <laughs>
1: He's a gem. What a
3: it's my favorite Taylor Swift song is about how much he broke her heart. Jay Gyllenhaal specifically broke Taylor Swift's heart. Wait, which it one is, is that? All too well. It has oh, taken okay. me years to come back around to Jay Gyllenhaal, but this year was the year. I like him again. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson directing a bunch of music videos from Ham, who I, they're just great. Um, the movie Booksmart, especially because it's directed by Olivia Wilde and has Mm. a bunch of like um female crew behind the scenes um once a time once upon a time in Hollywood basically all of it but especially no never mind I won't say that (laughs) there's a part where Brad Pitt is shirtless um also the ending is great also all of it is great um Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey just started a podcast called Office Ladies, recapping all of The Office, and as someone who watches The Office almost on a daily basis, I really appreciate all the tidbits and info from that. And then finally, um, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper performing Shallow at the Oscars, because this year's Oscars were a, like, train wreck in the months <laughs> leading up to it, and I just needed to believe in love at that moment. And I know they were acting, but that, oh, yes.
2: I don't <laughs> it, I don't think so
3: good. I
2: don't think they were. <laughs> they say, like, like Lady Gaga, was, like, recently was like, no, no, it was all an act, and I'm just like, no. The way she none. said it made
3: sense, though. She was like, if we were actually in love with each other, it would have looked a lot more awkward than it did. <laughs> like, we were really...
2: I uh, yeah. I doubt that. I think yeah. that it really was when they were like, crap. Uh, yeah, it was acting. Acting! Like... <laughs> yes. I think it was acting.
0: It like. I but, anyway. I, I loved it
3: anyway. It doesn't matter <laughs> if it's real or not. It's In like, that moment, I believed it was and I loved it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Is that it? Yeah, yeah that's, that's it okay. for me. All right. Shannon, amazing. I am shocked that you didn't... I'm gonna jump my turn here.
2: You're gonna... I'm gonna gonna jump you. I'm gonna jump you, yeah. You're gonna take them too, aren't you? I don't think so. You're about to.
0: I'm (laughs) shocked that you didn't mention Taylor Swift's album. Okay. This is the thing, though, because, like, I... How many times have
3: I mentioned how much I love (laughs) Taylor Taylor Swift and Carly Rae Jepsen both put out
0: albums this yeah. year, and right. they're both of my favorite that's things. That's fair. Like that maybe, is my favorite. Maybe favorite. it is more appropriate that I I express gratitude for Lover yes. because, okay. like, I'm coming around to Taylor Swift a little bit, <gasps> and I really uh, genuinely love that whole album. Like every song, I really so like.
1: good.
2: Yeah. Okay, you weren't gonna take one of those.
0: Yeah, what I was just like
3: favorite song. I think uh, we should
2: take a minute and gush.
0: <laughs> that was <laughs> my favorite song. Um, I mean, I'm really partial to Lover. Um, Have you
3: heard the Shawn Mendes remix? That no. She came out this week? Oh, I know.
0: Yes, I did hear that. I heard that. Where did I hear that? I was like out and about and I heard it like playing in the background and I was like, oh, what is this? I kind of I
1: enjoy this. And Shawn Mendes, Shawn Mendes. He's the best? Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> yep.
3: Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, that that's, was my last one.
3: That's my favorite too. Yeah. I'm seeing her next summer. I'm sure I'll talk about how much I love that tour. Like, yeah. it'll come up. I thought it was a given that
0: Taylor Swift album is my favorite, but yeah. I'm trying to be surprising. <laughs> yes. but I don't know. Throw you all for a loop. All right, Andrew, wrap
2: us up. I we have two. I have two. That's a cheat. What? Never mind. Sorry. Shannon
0: had like five, so it's fine. <laughs> I have more than five. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I said lightning
1: round.
2: Well,
0: <laughs> there are too many things.
2: One of them is Keanu Reeves becoming the internet's boyfriend. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's just so pure, and then like. And then the thing like with him like this last week it came out that like, he has like an age appropriate girlfriend and everyone's like of course he does <laughs> because he's the best like <laughs> like it's just it's that's just,
3: how much we can like we we can't expect good things from men anymore exactly is that the thing
2: well no that's I mean, the, and that's the thing is everyone's like everyone's so stoked about this but also why is everybody so stoked about this
3: he also doesn't inappropriate <laughs> inappropriate touch women when he takes pictures of yeah there's all there's there's it. so many
2: pictures all over the internet of him like with his arms around women but his hands like clearly he like, like
3: grabbed them yes. he usually
2: do huh yes so and I'm glad that he's it's and I'm super excited for the Bill and Ted's uh, sequel it's coming out next year because uh, I love those mm-hmm. well I love the first movie the second one's fine um
3: I did almost put... I punched Keanu Reeves on this one. That's
2: great. I've listened to it so much. That is a good Um, one. One of my favorite (laughs) sports writers, Mina Kimes, um, she works for ESPN, she went as the Kyoto meme for Halloween, <laughs> the one with the wine glass <laughs> where it's him like sitting there and then it's him sobbing oh. with, the, with the headphones on and everything. She was that meme for Halloween, which was awesome. She did um, like, a
3: big little lies after show yes. with the ringer. This uh-huh. show. I need to get, she's very funny. She's, she's amazing. Great. I didn't know anything about her. Until she's, this year.
2: she's incredible. Yeah. She did a, when um, Aaron Rodgers' brother was on the bachelor, she and another football writer did a bachelor recap pod um and and it was it was incredible she's she is she also she loves the bachelor she is an incredible follow on twitter she does a lot of football stuff because she's a football writer and stuff and she's a seahawks fan she's also a Um, big-time
0: feminist and i love her i but
2: she's 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 incredible she's got got, uh, a couple podcasts on espn she does stuff for the ringer um she's awesome and, yeah, so she wanted to counter reason me, and I was like, "This is two of my favorite things coming together. Uh. Um, and the other thing I'm grateful for that I'm glad I get to go last on is uh, I'm grateful that I beat Shannon in the Oscar pool this year. Oh! And I look forward to doing it again this year.
1: What?
3: <laughs> I, I will admit where I failed this year. It was so funny because Andrew has his ballot. I don't know if we told story, so I'll tell it now, that he puts great book for adapted screenplay. It was, like it was, one of the it was adapted screenplay, yeah. And I thought maybe it would win Best Picture, but he had it for screenplay. I'm like, you are insane! It <laughs> will not win, and then it wins and I texted him and <laughs> was like, I'll, I'll own up to getting that wrong and it will win Best Picture now.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh,
3: what's going to win this year if you're going to beat me?
2: I don't know. I, I, have, to, I have to get into... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. The thing is, We're I feel gonna like such a go fraud. nomination process I f- first. <laughs> I feel like such a fraud because, like... I was like, I gotta beat Shannon and we kinda it's went through and like
0: everyone steals my
3: answers, which tweets like a few of them and then people beat me. And I'm like, Well of course you Because
2: I
1: gave you most of the information. But I didn't steal your I
2: didn't steal your answer. I didn't even listen to the podcast. I wasn't on it. Okay, I didn't even fair. listen to it. I did my ah. own research and did all that stuff. And then I can and then yeah, it was like I couldn't figure out what to put for best picture, so I went with Green Book and wound mm. up being great. But I feel like such a because it's like I should not have put Green Book. It probably shouldn't have won, uh, but I'm sitting here going, "All right, I did it. Now I got to do it again. Crap." I and just so... have
3: more faith in the Academy to not be stupid in <laughs> never <another laughs> way. Should never have that much faith in <laughs> I the mean, Academy. My like really early November prediction is that Irishman. Hmm. We will see. Uh,
2: yeah, I could see that a lot. Yeah, I. Yeah.
3: I don't know what else at <laughs> this point.
2: Yeah, we still have to wait and see kind of what's coming out, what the reactions are to it, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Because like, it's an, out. Oh,
3: pretty much, Little Women's not out. Little Women's been screened, though. Whatever. A lot. Yeah, true. there's that's been true. a lot
2: of screening that's happening, but it hasn't had a big. Like release Cats hasn't been
3: screened. Uh, oh, I gosh. don't know. It's gonna, mi- it's gonna like, miss. 1917, I think, is the only like major. It's, thing oh yeah, it's
2: yeah, miss. True, no. Cats is gonna miss a bunch of those awards cut offs and deadlines and stuff. It's better like not that.
3: for Golden Globes, because what else would it win besides Golden Globes? It's not
2: Globes? <laughs> it's Golden gonna,
3: Globes are insane. Of it's course it to win Golden Globes. It's gonna be
2: this year's uh Star is Born where it gets nominated for oh. literally everything and wins absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna it, be so excited.
3: Taylor Swift wrote a song <laughs> for cats, and she has a chance here to to make her way to an EGOT. And part of me wants oh but oh part of me Shannon also oh, oh Shannon. Uh, there are she way needs, better songs.
2: She needs to hitch her wagon to a different movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> it looks awful. It's <laughs> true. <room>. Well, cool. Is that where we're gonna end? That's where we're going Cats gonna end. and Shannon losing her Oscar. Pool.
1: Oh, oh. Yes. Um, I honestly I, I only get
2: to I only get to enjoy it for like a little bit longer because Oscar season's coming up and then it's like then you're gonna just like mop the floor with me this year. I think so it's not like a like... March
3: Madness thing though where like I overthink it mm. because I really I, I listen to it for months ahead of time. Yeah. And I don't know. Oh, I attach myself more to things I like and like that's not reasonable. I certainly
2: over, overthought <laughs> The Green Book because I marked that down on our way to your house. I was like, I don't know what I mean. <laughs> <da, da>, <laughs> so, uh, I definitely overthought that.
0: Uh, you know what? We're not going to end on that note. There are two more things that I'm grateful for that I want to share. First, I'm grateful for our listeners. Cuz thanks guys. Sorry
3: you're really uh, Thanks for listening
0: to us. And I'm thankful. Thanks,
2: Thanks footies.
0: Thanks. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> no. You um, said you said I could.
0: No, we did not. Why did you say that?
2: During the Disney villain song bracket, you said uh, if I did, if I, I forget what it was, but you let me call him footies.
0: <laughs> I think that was just an, an, on back. an episode basis. No. I take it back. Oh. <laughs> um, and second, I'm grateful for Shannon and Andrew.
2: Oh, Thanks, guys. I'm, I'm really grateful really for you awesome.
3: guys. I'm... I love you. It's guys. actually really nice because I come over here and then I'm like, what do I need to talk at them about? about? <laughs> I, there are a few people in my life that I can talk to about, like, I don't know, I can over remember. Like, so Disney Plus! <laughs> <laughs> Let's, Let's talk about it. Care about my rants about yeah. weird culture things and you guys will. Yep. <laughs> very,
0: Yay. I appreciate it. Oh, cool. Well, on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up. So. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.